Welcome to That's Data Blog Podcast. In this interview, I chat to the cast of You Are Here at the Suffolk Playhouse, including Wendy Peters, Jordan Frazier and Phil Adeli. Wendy talks about her time on Coronation Street and her 35 years on stage. Jordan tells me about cruising the world and moving to London before being cast in Six and Battle of Hell. And Phil tells me about his YouTube channel and upcoming casting in The Lion King. Coming up. They're backstage at the Playhouse. I am, yes. I've got my honey and lemon. It's Friday. <laughs> and you've got to tell me about this show. I've had two offie nummies. That's very kind. It centres around uh, the character I play. a middle-aged, mid-50s um, housewife. She suddenly thinks, I've had a lovely life, but maybe there's more. Have you ever had any of those moments in your life? No, of course not. My husband might be watching this. <laughs> From a vantage point so rooted, so protected and secure A world of sheltered husbands and their wives The image of such bravery seemed distant and obscure And I just thought, some people's lives Some people's lives Some people's lives Could I have the oceans? Could I have the skies? Hello. Very nice. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Good. You're there backstage at the Suffolk Playhouse. I am, yes. I've got my honey and lemon. It's Friday. <laughs> End of the week, nearly. Is yeah. it needed? Yeah, it is a little bit today. Yeah, I've been off busy doing something else during the day and just sort of come in and gone, right, okay, let's try and concentrate on this now. I mean, it's hardly been for you because obviously this is post pandemic lockdown free. Oh. Tired from the rest. It's been a bit. It's, it's it's been strangers. Um, in as much as it's lovely to be busy and back doing something, yeah. but it is a bit of a shock to the system after yeah. you know eighteen months of being doing nothing because I was on tour and it got cut short. So it's it's a bit. Um, it's it's a bit strange to be back doing it, but it's lovely. And you've got to tell me about this show, so. Tell me who you play and how the other characters fit into it. Because it all centres around yours, doesn't it? It centres around uh, the character I play here, Diana, who is a middle-aged, mid-50s housewife, and it's 1969, and it's actually the 20th of July, which is the night of the moon landings, um, obviously from the USA. Um, And she sat watching this on television, and um, she suddenly thinks, I've had a lovely life, but... Maybe there's more. Maybe I've missed out on something. And she picks up her handbag and she walks out the front door, goes to the city. And it's what happens um, within those next four days and um, people she meets and, and 
um, characters that influenced her and actually make her realize that maybe her life was a little stayed. Um, and then you have the big question of whether she's going to go back. Have you ever had any of those moments in your life? Um, no, of course not. My husband might be watching this. No, absolutely not. Um, no, I think there's always moments in everybody's life where they question whether they're doing the right thing or maybe they should have done this or should have done that. Um, but um, but no, in general, mine, I feel, feel very, very lucky. I have a, a wonderful family, a wonderful children, and it's yeah, it's just and I'm, I'm very, very lucky that um, most of the time I'm working. So I've not got a long lot to complain about, really. Five dogs keep me busy, so it's fine. And of course, you will have only been a toddler when the moon landing's happening. So how's it been at that era? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was about eighteen months when the when the moon landings happened. I don't remember it. Uh, my husband's a few years older than me, and he remembers it. Um, he remembers being plonked in front of a television. He was about four, and sat and made to watch it. Um, it's just a fabulous era. I think we're lucky that there is so much history um, now uh, that we're able to watch and see from that era. Um, it's it's just fabulous. I love it because it's quite camp um, and. Of course, I'm not tall, um, but um, it's just wonderful in camp. And I love that sort of late 50s, early 60s into the late 60s era. Of course, so next year will mark, is it 35 years on the stage for you? Yes, I'm old. But that's yeah. incredible, isn't it? It's frightening. It really is frightening because it only feels like yesterday, um, you know, that I was I was graduating from college and you know, going out and doing my first jobs. Um, so it, it, is, it is a bit scary, but it's also wonderful to look back and, uh, you know, over, over all this, the fabulous things I've been lucky enough to do. And of course, you've been nominated for an Offie. For oh, yeah, yeah, very kind. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Yeah, it's always nice to be recognised, isn't it? You know, it's lovely. I, I don't sort of take... I'm one of those people who don't read... I don't read reviews or anything particularly like that until after I finish the job. Yeah, I like to sort of just get on with the job and because um, I feel whatever people say, as, as much as it's one person's opinion, it can affect you, be it good or bad. So I'm, I like to just focus on what I'm doing and what I've rehearsed and, and do that. And then maybe at the end I might have a sneak, but um, I haven't read any, but, but it was lovely to be recognised by them. And of course it's had two Offie nummies, so they yeah, were almost for the set. A beautiful set as well. Everything, you know, that's the thing about this show. It's it's a real team effort. Um, and, and, and the other three actors, uh, Jordan, Becky and Phil, um, are, are there with me all the time. And they're a huge support on stage um, because I can just, you know, turn around and just think, thank goodness, I'm not here on my own. I'm not here on my own. Um, and everybody, that Alex has done the lighting, you know, Chris on, um, Charles on sound and, and Libby who got nominated for a beautiful set and the costumes and, Everybody and Matthew, our director, and Laura, I have to say, Laura Vanguard, a fabulous musical director who has seen me through it. I mean, because I've had a, I have an awful lot of singing to do within the show, and she has just been an absolute star. So it's a real team effort. Oh, and here comes one of the team. Here's Jordan. Hello, how are you? Can you come and sit there. Jordan plays Ruby. Hi. He becomes my best friend. Yes. Nice to meet you. So, yes, yeah, so your character's kind of, you're the voices in her head. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yes. How yeah, much so fun is that? Yeah, it's really, it's really cool because all three of us, we're the voice, 
her voices as one character, right? So we're almost like all one because we're within her. And then you've got, we pop into different characters. So we all have like secondary or tertiary characters that we also come into and they're all very distinct. So I think that like helps create the world that she is like diving into. It's so lovely having that multi-role thing because it becomes a real company, a team effort um, into, into sort of telling this story all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also it's great seeing them play the different characters that she meets along the way, which, you know, some are sad, some are very funny. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just really good. Some fun. are not so nice to you. Some are not very nice <laughs> to me. No, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's, but it's, but in that respect, it's great because it means myself as Diana can go through all those different emotions that she has to feel um, as much as she's, she's so scared going out into this city that she knows nothing of because she's been married to Gerard for 40 years and he's taken over her life really, even to the point where she doesn't really know how to check into a hotel. Mm. She arrives at this hotel and um, she doesn't know whether she has to pay beforehand. She doesn't know how to sign the register. She signs a register in her maiden name because she's never had to write her married name because he's done everything for her. So it's a real um, exploration for her, a bit like the men going on the moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, Jordan, so this is, um, you were supposed to be away on tour with Bat Out of Hell. Yes, I was, actually. How, how long how into the rehearsals did you get for that? Um, we completed rehearsals and wow. it was the day before we were supposed to fly out to, I don't know, was it New Jersey first or something? <laughs> and we were, it was the day before that. And they're like, they've just canceled that that day because of COVID and we had to cancel the flight and we, they had been finalized their visas and everything like we had done we had learned all the like everything in three weeks or was it two weeks something like that it was a whirlwind and then literally the day before we were supposed to fly out it all got paused <laughs> oh wow yeah I mean what a show though did you manage to catch it when it was in the West End or Manchester no I wasn't I, here I, wasn't I saw one Manchester. of the first shows of it in Manchester oh because I was on tour with something at the time and we were at the palace and it was on at the opera house and we all went there to see it um phenomenal set isn't it like everything about that show yeah yeah scale of it and the songs as well like how is it sounding brilliant in it she's got a fantastic voice thank you amazing I mean those are some banging songs too yeah they are Right now, it's still technically happening. So we plan to start rehearsals back in August. We'll see what happens, but that's the plan. So they've been, the, that team has been really good too. They've kind of held our hand all the way through and been like, this is the plan now that we've got this announcement. <laughs> so it's all been playing it by ear with that. Well, I think now, fingers crossed, things will start to yeah. be rebooked and people will have faith in the fact that we will be opening up, um, you know, end of June and um, it, it will all, get back to a little bit of normality. I think it'll take a while to get back to formal normality, unfortunately, for theatre, but things are starting to happen, which is great news. Exactly. And for any Bat fans, there's West End Live Lounge in a couple of weeks, and I think Glenn and Martha are doing a little little reunion. I know, they are. I tried to book a ticket for that, um, but there's only like a couple balcony seats left in the very back, so... (laughs) So, yeah, so talking about audiences coming back, we've got to talk about the Suffolk Playhouse. So I was lucky enough to come when they had the last five years and the way they've kind of restructured the building to make it completely safe and the audience in particular with the Perspex screens. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how it's how it's felt to 
It is, it is so, so safe. They've thought about everything. Um, when you first come in, there's no bar service. You have to have a table, sit at a table and you have table service or it's um, drink service to your seat in the house. I mean, in a way, that's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not having to queue at a bar. I mean, maybe that's something that we can look at in future. Um, but then everything is one-way system. You have to go into the auditorium one way and come out to the toilets the other way and then back in the one-way system. Um, within the seats, which are, they've taken out the two middle rows, so there is plenty of space between row A and row B. But also then, in your bubbles, there are perspex screens. So um, so you are so, so completely safe within your bubble as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, when you book the, the tickets, they ask, like, how many are in your party? And you are yeah. literally in little cubicles um, of only your party. So, like, you can't even breathe the other person's <laughs> <laughs> and in that way, in respect, you're very safe from us as well, because we have markings on the stage. We're not allowed to step out of our markings to sing. Yeah. We have to be so many meters away from the actual first row of the audience in order to sing. Yeah, so if we step past that line, we, we can't sing. We can't past sing. We can speak, <laughs> but we can't sing. Yeah, because singing can carry, it has to be three meters for singing. So they've been really strict with like the blocking even of the show was affected by COVID as far as not singing past this point you know or you know all those sorts of things so they've been really careful about it which has been good and we get tested twice a week yeah so. and we're tested so um mm -hmm. yeah it's, you know but even backstage you know we have to although we're not now because we're talking to you but dressing rooms if we're not sat in our individual places we have to wear our masks mm -hmm. to go to the toilet to go and put you know to put make a cup of tea make a honey and lemon whatever so it is everybody is very much aware it's just a new way of working and if it's something we have to do to enable us to work then we'll do it sure will <laughs> and has it been weird to like kind of be able to like touch people and contact with each other go, go ahead I well, I was say, we had a, we had a moment that the, in, in rehearsals in, in the first week um when i went to touch someone um and yeah, it was me <laughs> and i had to link arms with with jordan with ruby at some point and i literally stopped the line and went that's the first time I've touched somebody in over a year that's not yeah. in my home. Mm -hmm. And it, it is bizarre me. being able to touch people properly <laughs> yeah. because that was before the hugging even came back in, you know, that silly rule that we can now hug people. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, sometimes I've quite enjoyed that not being able to hug people. Yeah. You know, when you see people and you think, oh, I don't really want to hug you. That's my excuse now. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. darn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. That was a bit, there was a bit of a moment there. I went, I touched somebody. This is, this is the other thing I was thinking too. It's very different performing to a masked crowd and, uh, you know, in their cubicles. Number one, because it can be hilarious. <laughs> this is why if somebody's booked a, a seat on their own, they have two dividers right beside them. And if it's a really, yeah, if it's a really huge muscly guy or somebody's like a little bit bigger, literally I've seen people watching the show that are like this. And they're just <laughs> by this perspex. <laughs> so that's been kind of funny. I've literally had to hold back laughing a couple of shows because you've got these huge bulky guys that are like in this one cubicle. The other thing too is when you're performing to a masked crowd, you never realize as an actor, you are kind of bouncing off of their energy and their facial expressions. And now we don't have that at all. So it, you can read into people's body language sometimes in the wrong way. Like if I see somebody watching like this and I can't see their face at all, I'm like, oh, they hate it. They hate it. Oh, crap. You know what I mean? But it may not be that at all. Sometimes people are just concentrating. You know, they may be looking like this. 
but we would never know yeah. Even, so, yeah, even more so than normal you have that thing of you sometimes you have no idea how the audience are reacting exactly. to it. Exactly, it's so um, weird. You know, <laughs> but it, it is a bit strange, but it's it's still, you know, lovely to be out there. But, yeah, um, definitely. But it's, and it, through no fault of the audience, it's, it's just the way it is. They're masked up. And I think perhaps people also are slightly inhibited about laughing out loud or mm-hmm. or um, showing any big emotion. Because oh, there's one thing that we haven't really had, coughing. Yeah, that's Which true. has been brilliant. <laughs> Nobody dare cough in the audience. <laughs> So, so that's quite good. You don't, I mean, we've had the odd glass being knocked over, but that, mm-hmm. and then that's to be expected. But nobody coughs anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're scared to, aren't they? What? Yeah, but you never realise how much we're bouncing off of, you know, the audience in that way. And just that adjustment of, you know, continuing to really give it your all and knowing that they are enjoying it, but you're not able to see their side of it as much. <laughs> and we've got to talk about this, the production company, because this is a very new company the gray area theater company what have yeah. they been like to work with well they've been absolutely brilliant i mean fair play to them to set up a production company in the middle of a pandemic yeah and get you know production streamed and then something on live as well is just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal um, i mean absolute awe of, of them really you know laura matthew and sam um for, for just having the balls can i say balls for having yeah. the balls to do it um, and, and get it out there. And and you, they're fabulous. Because they're all very young and they did not wait around for somebody to give them a job or to give them an opportunity. They literally have made an opportunity and a community um, to create whatever works that they want to and to put on whatever works they believe in. So I really commend them for that to be just fresh out of uni in some, in some respects, like a year or two. Yeah. And to be doing such a um, magnanimous feat that Generally, people are fearful to start until, you know, maybe they're mid 40s, 50s. When they're old. Yeah. <laughs> Not old. <laughs> I did want to ask because so Matthew's directing it as well. Everybody, everything, everybody apart from <laughs> Becky is probably young enough to be my child. So, you know. <laughs> Yay. Hey. I'm now the mother or the grandmother, which, which is really bizarre because, you know, I, I know, I know how old I am, but I don't feel it. That's, yeah. I know that's a good thing. But it just feels very odd now to have gone to that side of the profession that of, of people that when I came in, mm. I was working with and went, mm. oh, my God, they're old. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's me. <laughs> hey, but she challenged me to do. She said she could do a cartwheel like me the other day. So she is still. I will do before the end of the run. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to ask about that. So obviously Matthew's directing it. I mean, you've probably been on stage longer than he's been alive. Wendy. <laughs> Well, we had a conversation the other day in the dressing room where um, Jordan told me what year she was born and I said, I got married in that year. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I worked with Matthew a couple of years ago. We did a, um, I did a tour of Salad Days and he was the assistant director on it. Uh, but he was at that point in his last year at Guildford. Um, and he'd come in to help out. Him and another girl, Lizzie, had come in as assistant, assistant choreographer. Um, and, you know... They're the same age as my daughter almost you know my daughter's only a year behind them and it's just um it is phenomenal to think you know how how brilliant they are and how dedicated they are um and that's that's what i find absolutely wonderful that um they know the business yeah i think that's the really lovely thing because you know sometimes today people come in and do this they know their business and they know the proper business 
they're not just talking about what's happened in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. They know what's happened in the last 40 years, 50 years, 100 years on stage. You know, they know their musical theatre history. And to mm -hmm. me, that's so important that, um, that, that colleges sometimes don't do nowadays is teach the history of it. Yeah, that's true. So they know that and, and they know, you know, what they should be doing and what, what they shouldn't be doing. And uh, they're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And this is their second production at Suffolk Playhouse, as you mentioned. So they had Before After, which was an online... I know in person, I can't remember. It that. was online. It was online with Hadley and Rosalie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Again, pedigree cast there. Yeah. Did it face him? Um, I don't know. I haven't asked him that. I yeah. should ask him. He acts so chill, but maybe he's screaming on the inside. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but um, but no, there was no need to be because he's quite, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. So it's it's great. Just fangirling a little bit on the inside, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. That was one other thing that I was going to say, though, that I did want to mention, too. I think they did a great job of just the digital output of the production and stuff. You know, um, like the live stream that they did for this. Yeah. Um, it was such good quality because I, I've been a part of, like, live streams before. And we've all had our share of live stream theater during this past year and a half of COVID. And, you know, it can be really not great production quality <laughs> you know so I really appreciated how they had different angles and a nice quality camera um you know just everything they did with the sound and everything was really high quality and sometimes you know when there's a internet screaming screening of anything that can be sometimes where people cut corners and they didn't and, and also, I mean, I think probably it's the way forward as well now with any production that's on anyway. I mean, it was amazing. So we came back into the dressing room and you got a call from your family in California that had watched it. Yeah. Phil had family in Mauritius that had watched it. And, you know, and this family members would never have got to see know, the show yeah. without that. And that was my London debut. So I was so happy yeah. that my parents could watch it from their living room. <laughs> and my grandmother, too, who's 90, you know, she couldn't have come anyway. And she just... Yeah, so it's been such a blessing to like have some some things that COVID has opened up. Like one, how people realize so many jobs can be done at home. Two, people realize how much more passive income really the theaters can get by getting a good recording of the show and streaming that, you know, as long as they yeah, want. <laughs> absolutely, because I don't think it will ever stop people coming to the theater yeah. if they can, uh, but it just makes it more accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, this show in particular was brought over from America. Yeah. How fantastic is that to get a British debut over yeah. here after having done so well over there? Yeah, absolutely lovely and lovely that, you know, we've had Neil and Brian who wrote it. We've had them here in the country and they've been to see it, yeah. uh, which is fabulous because they're here um, doing a workshop because they've adapted the script and the music, the new music for uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks that's going out on tour. So, um, so they've been over in the country doing auditions and workshops and stuff and and they've been into Sears and had coffee with them and they're so so lovely and so supportive and they say I don't know if they're telling the truth I hope they are that they really liked it and really yeah. enjoyed it yeah yeah well that sounds exciting did you ask if you could get a part in it in what oh, bed knobs yeah Oh, that's a good question. Hmm, let me call him. One second. <laughs> no, won't be that push. So tell me more about the music and about the style of it. How would you describe it? Um, that's an interesting one. It's it's a very it's very intimate. It's um it's very much a, a story through line. It's not, I wouldn't say it's it's a big show busy jazz handy type musical. 
It's pensive it's and pensive. percussive. Yeah, there's, I would say, and that is that even my dad said this, and my dad, although I've been doing it for 35 years, still knows nothing about the business, absolutely <laughs> nothing. But he even said to me, oh, there were a couple of numbers that were a bit Sondine-esque. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went, wow, dad, flipping mm-hmm. heck. Yeah, there are, yeah, that. maybe a couple. It's very mm-hmm. clever in, in, in the way it flows. It goes from those, you know, quirky numbers then into a, there's a couple that are pure musical theatre, but then some really beautiful ballads um, and emotional ballads. Um, and it's, it's, it's just beautifully written with, mm-hmm. um, with great su- support from everybody mm-hmm. um, to make them really lovely, beautiful, rousing numbers. And we have a fabulous band. Um, we have uh, Laura Endy, who is just absolutely wonderful on the keys. And then we have um, a clarinet, a saxophone and a cello. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful sound. Yeah, the harmonies are, are really interesting and tight um, and not what you would expect, but in a good way. It's mm-hmm. very interesting to the ear. You know how you have a lot of um, a lot of times modern music theater kind of goes so pop that you can expect like predict what um the refrain will be or what the melody is going to be and this show is has like some pop elements and some modern music theater elements to it and Sondheim type of elements but the it's not predictable especially just the way that the harmonies and the voicings of the chords are constructed yeah 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 some of it a little bit clashy which works in in the respect of the character of, of what people are going through within it you know there's there's some awkward moments there's some it's it's, it's not an some of it's not an easy watch um but um but it, it just fits it's necessary and it fits really well the music with that yeah definitely it does a great job of really putting music to the emotion of awkwardness and the emotion of you know panic attack or anxiety and the emotion of just overflowing love and and wonder and childlike whimsy you mentioned before about the set which is beautiful mm-hmm. and the costumes i mean what's it feel like to to, to be performing on that stage but it's one, it's just lovely to be on any stage, you know, after all our jobs got cut short um, last year. But it, it is it is a particularly beautiful it's a, it, because it does feel quite intimate. And it's quite it's, it's a beautiful, simple set, but so completely effective mm. in its levels and its beautiful roundness, mm. which sort of frames that moonlight backdrop. Um, and um, it, it just fits in so well with everything um, within a living room, within the hotel. Um, it, it, it's just perfect, really, without needing to be too fussy. Because I suppose also now we have to, at the moment, with social distancing, we have to think about things like, um, you know, too much busyness, too many props, too many people touching things. Or There's mm. all sorts now that has to be thought out. Yeah, just the choreography of the cups, like bruh, you don't even. They're understand. all got different. You know, they've all got different color codes on the cups, so that we have to have the same cup and glass. Yeah, so you can't mix glasses. The Eric's handing the cup to the person that glancing at the color, the little color coding, so that See? you know all these different little elements, the things that Jordan has to think about. I just take the glass. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the right one. I just go thanks for the water because we've had to co- we've had to choreograph points in the show because like one stage for 90 minutes yeah we don't a lot leave. of singing <laughs> a point in the show where I can actually have a sip of water so luckily we've got a restaurant scene um and, and luckily we've got a hotel room scene and then we have um, an apartment scene at Ruby's apartment so I do get chance to have 
a few slurps of water at some point. I never check I've got the right glass. I'm hoping I have. <laughs> Still to come. So wait a minute, you booked six. I booked six and that. And I ended up taking that out of hell. Okay. Who knows, one day in the future, we might be seeing you as a queen. So maybe so. Is Mr. Phil Adele? But you're an active musician as well, because I've seen your YouTube channel. I think I saw this morning that you'd subscribed to that, and I was like, uh-oh, that's going to come up. <laughs> and I have to ask Wendy, because I think I'll get shot if I don't by all the Corey fans. She might be going back. I didn't say that. <laughs> These interviews are completely free, and I don't make any money from them. But if you would like to support me, I've set up that fest to produce theatrical events to raise money for HIV charities. If you would like to make a donation, please check out our website or follow us at ThatFest UK. Hi, I'm Philip Dehaney. And I'm Rob Isles. And we've set up ThatFest to produce events and raise money and awareness for HIV charities. We will be producing events to celebrate and amplify the voices of artists living with HIV. After realising that so many friends close to me are living with HIV, I felt that I needed to be doing more to raise awareness, not only to the LGBTQ plus community, but to everyone. We are committed to establishing that fest as a platform to reduce stigma and to help to celebrate the artists living with HIV and tell their stories. We plan to curate and produce events, festivals and concerts showcasing new work alongside discussions, talks and music. We're looking to connect with artists living with HIV. Singers, dancers, actors, choreographers, directors. If you do it, let us know about it. And email us at thatfest at thatstagyblog.com. We're really excited for our first project, which will be to release a new cover of A Little Respect by Erasure. We're looking for anybody with some singing ability to appear on the record. So get in touch with us. To help us produce these events, if you would like to make a donation, you can. Just head over to justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash that fest. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at thatfestuk. And I have to ask Wendy, because I think I'll get shot if I don't by all the Corey fans. Um, so, I mean, you were only in that show for four years, but you made such an impact to the, the history. Years, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're like, only. only four years. Well, that's a, that's a short space of time, because a lot of people, was one man been there 60 years. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah, he's still going. Yeah. 60 yeah. years? Yeah. No way. Bill Roach, Did he yeah. start it as like a child? No, he, he was a, in his 20s. He's now late 80s. He's amazing. Um, but um, oh. it was, you know, it was it was it was oh four God. years of joy. I loved every minute of it. Um, I was very fortunate with the character that the character took off um, and she was a horror. And that was quite nice because people always remember the nasty ones. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I just wanted to get back to what I love doing the most. Yeah. Really. I, you know, I loved doing bits of TV as well. I did a Midsummer last year and, and you know, a few bits and pieces. And But um, but theatre's always sort of where my heart lies. Mm. Well, I did notice because I saw Tracy Bennett pop back on the cobbles. And I watched 
I was wondering whether you would be going back, but you don't not think so at the yet. Moment. No, everybody always asks. And, <laughs> and no matter what I say, if I say not at the moment, you can guarantee there'll be a headline tomorrow saying oh, she might be going back. I didn't say that, <laughs> you know, but um, no, I'm, I'm certainly not. I know that I'm not because I do have something in the autumn, so I can't. Uh, I'm definitely not going back. But what I is it about not. stage that really kind of has grabbed your heart then, as opposed to well, Because it's, it's what I what was why I wanted to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I spent ten years in the theatre before Coronation Street, yeah. and you know, I trained I trained at drama school and went out into uh, into musical theatre and then then straight in comedy theatre, and it's why as a 10 year old watching the television and watching all those classic movie musicals, it's what made me want to do the job I do. Um, and I think there's nothing like a live audience, absolutely nothing mm. like it. As wonderful as television can be, and it's a very different genre and a very different work ethic. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, you still get, you know, a bit of excitement from it, but it's certainly not the same. I'm also quite, um, I'm a bit OCD, if I'm honest. And I like a routine. Mm. I'm also getting old. Don't like change. I like a routine. <laughs> so um, you know, I love the fact that I, I, I leave the house at four p.m. and I get into work at five or five thirty. I make myself a cup of tea. I get everything sorted. I start doing this. I start doing that. Um, I just love that routine of it. And and meeting up with people here at work. It's it's a nice, you know, it's a nice social as well as doing the job. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you, obviously, with regards to all the theatre you've done, you've done solo shows and a huge ensemble shows is it quite nice to have this where you've got four of you yeah no it is lovely and you know I've done a really huge mix but there is something really nice about having a small group of people um that are all included in everything you know you don't have a, a cast of 30 where six will go off for dinner and do that mm -hmm. and then, you know everybody's not that we have been able to go out for dinner unfortunately not yet but, <laughs> not yet. Um, but um yeah no I love that I think this job aside, one of my favourite jobs ever was at the Park Theatre in Finsbury Park. I did a play there in the in the Park 90 and there were eight of us in it. So a bit a bit of a larger company, but we had to squeeze into the tiniest dressing room. Men and ladies, we put like a curtain up along the middle of it. And I haven't laughed so much mm -hmm. ever. We just had an absolute hoot mm -hmm. and they've become a, a proper family. You know, it's one of the few WhatsApp groups that's still going after seven years. Everybody <laughs> chips in and it's it's just it's a lovely, really family feel. So that is a nice thing about doing um, things with a smaller, smaller cast. cast yeah. How about for you, Jordan? So you sailed the world on cruise ships. Yes. I mean, um, how fantastic is that? Yeah, I, I absolutely love doing that job. And um you know, I wanted to do a gap year before I started uni, but I had already auditioned for all these music theater schools. And my mom was like, you got in today's, you're going to go now and you can do that later. <laughs> and I was like, ah. So after I graduated um, from Elon University, woof, go Elon. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I was like, I know I wanted to travel and get paid for it. So let's do this. <laughs> and so, yeah, just uh, the, the first cruise line that I auditioned for, I ended up getting that. And so I went on, um, initially I was singing four hours a night in like this big bar casino thing, doing all different genres, Motown, rock, pop, you know, big belter divas to like, you know, pop, bubblegum pop. And, um, and then I went to, went on to do the, um, like um, main stage 
um, shows. So this was with, um, yeah, and I absolutely loved it. You're getting paid to travel and, you know, you only are working a couple hours at night um, and you just in a different island or a different country every day. It's amazing. So I'm glad I did it when I did, you know, when I was, um, you know, while I'm young and while I didn't have any roots anywhere ah, or any kids. Hello. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Sorry to interrupt. I'm okay. I'm so sorry. I'm late. I oh, don't worry about it. You can join the party. So please introduce Wendy, your fellow castmate Phil. Here is Mr. <laughs> Phil Adele. He plays another voice, but he plays Daniel. He plays yes. James. He's multi-talented. He does it all. Well, and he plays <laughs> and he's going, yeah, and he plays the guitar and he's going into the Lion King. Uh-huh. What more do you need to know? It's true. <laughs> and this is an interesting fact. So you're from Stockton. I am from Stockton, oh, wow. yeah. I'm from Yarm. So no we, way. My, my mom same time. at Yarm Medical Practice. So I know Yarm very well. There we go. <laughs> How's it been down in London? Yeah, nice. I mean, I moved down in 2006, so I've been here quite a while now. See, you saying Stockton's brought my accent out. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's I've, I've loved it since I've moved down. And for this career, it just felt like the place to be to pursue it um, to its fullest, really. Um, but I've still got a base up there. I'm very proud to be from there. Base. So, that was base. real, a base. Yeah, going home. Hey. <laughs> but you're an active musician as well, because I've seen your YouTube channel. Brilliant. Oh, you've seen more than I, um, I, I saw. I think, I think I saw this morning that you'd subscribed to that, and I was like, uh oh, that's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did want to ask because you started the A to Z song challenge and you've only got up to G. So have you, have you run out? <laughs> well, you know, in the first lockdown, I decided to entertain myself as much as anything else. And I did 30 song covers in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And that went really well. And I saw it through to the end. And I was like, OK, then what can I do next? I'll do A to Z. And then I got to whatever it was. It was like, I can't sustain this. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's what is the letters for the name of the song? So it was the name of the band or artist. Oh, okay. was the letter of the alphabet and the cover for each. And maybe I'll pick uh, it up at some point. But yeah, it's long. Now you have to sadly. because you've been called out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I'm waiting for H. I'm waiting. For so, if you've got a suggestion, I'll do it. You can tell me what you want and I'll do it. For you. <laughs> so do you play an instrument in the show? I play guitar, yeah, briefly. Um, one of my characters, Daniel, um, uh, yeah, carries a guitar with him, and yeah, there's a little bit of strumming going on, and there's a little song that involves the guitar that I, I sing to. Sings to me. Sing to Daniel. My head's very close to the guitar. It mm. sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Even that close. I'll try, I'll try to play it a bit softer. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and have you been entertaining them backstage as well with it? Absolutely no. not. No. no. <laughs> Don't put ideas in his head. <laughs> oh, I'd like that. I'd like the accompaniment as we put our makeup on. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Give me a set list. I'll work on it. So, yeah, no, it's nice. I always like any opportunity to play um, instruments in shows is always welcome because as a kid, I always wanted to be a musician and then I'd be a down the actor route. And I've been really glad to find that professionally the, the two have been married together. And mm. in a lot of the shows I've been in, I've been able to play one of any instruments on my CV. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you, did you train at Italia Conti? I did, yeah, I did. I did the acting course at Italia Conti, yeah. So were you there the same time as Mr. Sam Tutu? No, John, no, I wasn't. I, I don't know whether he went to that building or the musical theatre one, because they're, they're separate courses. But um, but yeah, no, the, the alumni from there is getting ever more impressive. So it's, yeah. it's cool, really cool to see people doing so well that have come out of that establishment. Yeah, it's really nice. And of course, is it your West End debut going to be Lion King? No, it is. Yeah, it is. So 
<laughs> How do you feel about it? I mean, what a show to go yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was actually the first West End show I saw when I moved to London. Um, and I was, wow. I was really quite in awe of it. I remember looking at the Lyceum as a building and thinking how beautiful it was. And it, I remember it feeling really kind of out of reach and a bit like it, absurd to even think about it. And now to actually be entering the show, I feel really like so full proud, circle. proud, but very lucky and just, yeah, full circle for sure. The circle of life. <laughs> um, and you oh, can well, yeah, tell us. I'm uh, in the opening. I'm, I think it's the front left leg of the elephant. Keep an eye so, out, people. <laughs> there you go. But you're more important playing. I'm Ed the hyena, and I'm a cover for Timon and Zazu. So go. yeah. But yeah. Ed is a like he's a character that I would want to play out of all of them. Yeah, it's just oh. maniacal laughing. So yeah. typecast again. Yeah, again. Right. <laughs> and it's like you say, it's such a spectacle of a show. I hadn't seen it until the 20th anniversary. It's one of those shows that's kind of like it's around forever. You don't think it's going to go anywhere, so you never you keep putting it off. But yeah. I was lucky enough to see it just before lockdown. And it is, it's sensational. So you're going to have a ball. I'll have the best time. And yeah, and enjoy it. It's really, really nice before that, because that's what's going to take me away from other opportunities for quite some time. It was really nice that this came up, because when I graduated, I made a list of places I want to work at, venues, theatres I want to work in, and Southwark Playhouse has been on that list for the longest time. Oh, wow. And so it was really, really exciting that this opportunity just slotted in perfectly, and I'm able to be here doing this, which is, again, ticking another big thing off my list. So, yeah, feel very lucky. So how many characters do you play? In this? In this. Um, so I'm a voice in Diana's head. So, and then I'm uh, Daniel and James, who is your landlord. Yeah, yeah. We, ha- we all have about three characters. Yeah. I'm Walter Cronkite. And, and the voice uh, of Walter yeah. Cronkite, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking earlier about like how strange it is to like, to sing to an audience with masks on. Has that been weird for you? Um, yeah, I, I, it was a bit of an adjustment at first. And I think we, I mean, we all talked about it. It's just that the general signs of appreciation from an audience you mm-hmm. see are the smiles and the, the, the beaming grins back at you. And you hear the small little laughs, not just the big ones. And obviously the masks cover people's faces, but also muffle the sound a little bit. And so it was a bit of an adjustment just to trust that they are engaged in the way we expect them to be and hope they are, and that they're enjoying it in the way we hope they are. Because then at the end, or the bigger laughs in the show, they are absolutely there with us. But yeah, it was a bit of an adjustment at first, just, yeah, looking out and seeing mask-covered faces was was an adjustment, for sure. And were you apprehensive about coming back to work and being around people? Um, Not not so much about being around people. I I think Southern Playhouse, I came to see the last five years here, and I knew their COVID protocol was really on point. It felt excellent from the moment you walk in to the moment you walk out so I did feel really safe coming here to work I think if I felt apprehensive at all it was after a year of not doing this and doing the thing we all love to do and sharing what we share with audiences I think I was a bit apprehensive as to whether it would feel the same after a year of being away and whether I could still do it at the level I wanted to almost you know you have all these irrational fears in your head but then quite quickly we found our feet and we're all having a whale of a time and it's just a pleasure to to do what we love doing again, you know? And just so everyone knows, I don't know if this is going to be shown anywhere, but we're all this close, but we just took a test yesterday. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. we're usually masked up. It's just for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and we, we were talking about Matthew. How's he been to work with? No, <laughs> no, no he's, he has been 
fab, honestly. Really, he's very. Um, I love working with directors who give you a lot of freedom and space to bring a lot to the table. And you're really rewarded in working with Matthew by bringing loads of ideas into the space and, and making a lot of offers and citing when things aren't quite clicking and looking for clarification. So he's, he's a very generous director to work with, I found at least. Um, and he, he certainly was very comfortable with me throwing out a lot of ideas, which works for me. So, <laughs> yeah. They are. I forgot they're doing Snowflake as well, which is another... Mm -hmm. enterprising production yeah which is brilliant and i think it's lewis corney who's going to be in john and jen as well at the suffolk playhouse so it all ties in yeah for sure which i've got tickets to see actually so even when i'm gone they can't get rid of me <laughs> <laughs> has it been nice to be back and meet these people yeah that's steady <laughs> yeah it's been great yeah we're yeah. getting on great <laughs> 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 No, it's been lovely. It has. Yeah. Again, like being our little bubbles for, as we all have all around the world for so long, it's nice to be back around other creatives because I, I, I don't know, can't speak for anyone else, but I feel inspired by working with other creative people mm. who bring different things to the table than I can. And yeah, so it's been lovely working with a very, yeah. very talented bunch of people. For just, sure. Yeah, just oh. in, in, sorry, just in the rehearsal room, just wonderful to, yeah. to be creating. Yeah, for sure. Um, even doing a warm up, you know, not only, but just doing a warm up has been. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to and to sorry, no, I was please. just gonna say. And to be fair, like because we've been away for so long, like I feel like all of us are like a little bit more fatigued by yeah. the routine, you know. Mm -hmm. And also because we had a, it was a short rehearsal period to learn really hard material. Mm -hmm. So you know, it has been very tiring but rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's that thing as well. Like I mean, you said the videos I put up, and I did duets with people virtually via yeah. Zoom whatever. But I remember day one of rehearsals, we learned some of the harmonies. And I text my partner going, I just sang a harmony with other performers in a room together for the first time in a year and a half. And it was just, it was really lovely, like putting it all together with people, for sure. Yeah. Will you be uh, roping Jordan in to do um, a battle of hell medley for you? I mean, if you're game, I uh, I'd, love, game, I'd yeah. love to do that. When we get to M in my apparently never-ending yeah. Z Song Challenge, we will do <laughs> so some real talk. Yeah. 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 You just need to do seven more songs. <laughs> there you go, cool. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun though. I'd love to do it. So. Yeah, totally, we should. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> What's that? Did, did you come over to London then, Jordan, for that? Well, I came over here knowing I wanted to work in this market. I was between here and L.A., and um, I came here and did a course at Lambda, just a, you know, a film course, a film certificate course. And it was lovely. And I was just kind of spying out the land then. I did that in 2018, the summer of 2018. And I was like, hmm, I think that I'd be great for this market because, um, yeah, I just made several observations. And I was like, I don't know. I just felt led here like spiritually as well and just like I just felt like it was like a divine appointment to come here because I really prayed on it between here and LA so yeah I just felt like I was supposed to come here so I just came here on faith and I thank God right the last contract I did on the ship one of my friends he happened to have some great agents and he like called them up randomly was like you should represent her she's amazing blah, blah, blah. and I was like ah, hi and they signed me from a from a freaking FaceTime call and they have been wonderful go Goldman's management yeah woo -woo. and um and yeah they've been amazing so the moment I hit the ground here 
um, I was auditioning and you, as an immigrant here, just so you know, you only have six months to, as an artist immigrant, I should say, you only have six months to audition for stuff. And if you don't get anything there, you have to go back oh, to your wow. country. Wow. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Wow. So no pressure. It's and pressure it is, <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, literally, I think it was like the, I think it was like the, the first week of the sixth month <laughs> I booked six and bat and I ended up taking bat out of hell. Amazing. And so, yeah, so it's been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, so I came here to work um, and I just so happened to end up taking that gig in particular. So wait a minute, you booked six. Uh, yeah. So it, <laughs> yeah, I booked six and then at the same time and six I, I had said, okay, I'm not going to go back to a ship. And it's the same casting team as the West End group, but they yeah. happened to be looking for one of the ships instead of West End. Uh-huh. And I was like, darn, I'm, I, you know, I just knew it wasn't the right time for me to, I would, I didn't want to go back to a ship. Yeah. Um, so I told them, I was like, call me if you need the same role for West End and I'll gladly fill that in. <laughs> so but, who knows one day in the future, we might be seeing you as a queen. So maybe so. I'd love that. So tell me, when can people come and see the show? When's it on? We're on until June the 12th here at Southwark Playhouse. Uh, We have matinees at three o'clock on a Tuesday and a Saturday, and it's 7.30 in the evening. It's an hour and a half straight through, so no interval. So, you know, you're you're out to get your train if you're worried about getting your train home early, um, and you can have a drink in your seat. It's very, very safe here. But, um, but yeah, come and see us. We're having such a lovely time, and it's such a beautiful show. Um, and, you know, it'd be lovely to see people. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I can't wait. I'm coming to a matinee, so... Better oh, yeah. Yay! Awesome. Nice we'll see you then. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for watching. These videos are made completely free, so if you have enjoyed it, please do share it and subscribe to my channel if you would like to.